Hello and welcome back to Take 97, a film podcast with me, your host, David Ingram. On today's episode, I'm going to be doing a film review for you of Black Widow, the latest cinematic release from the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know I did a little bit of a dip into the TV world of Marvel with WandaVision, but now we're back in the swing of things with actual Marvel movies, and we're starting to see a few more now, so the likes of The Eternals, uh, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, the likes of Spider-Man No Way Home is coming as well. We're starting to get back to our Marvel timeline now, guys. So today's episode is all centred on the solo movie for Scarlett Johansson's superhero Natasha Romanoff, also known as Black Widow. This film is, you know, it's been long awaited. It was meant to come out in 2020, but obviously it didn't for obvious reasons. And this was sort of, I feel, because of the way Marvel works, it was meant to come out after Endgame. And spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Endgame, obviously, because, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to watch it now. But spoilers ahead. But obviously, because of the death of Natasha Romanoff at the end of that film, or at least partway through it anyway, this film is more, serves more of as as a flashback then to see, oh, this is what she was like, this is her legacy. Because I feel like Endgame doesn't really serve Black Widow very well. Like, she dies heroically, but at the same time, we don't get that ending that we get, that we got with Tony Stark's character arc closing at the end of the Avengers Endgame. I think because we've had to wait so long for it, it feels so out of place as well. So I'll get more onto the timeline within the MCU and such, and my what I liked, uh, what I didn't like so much, and just in general thoughts on certain scenes that I enjoyed, really, and, you know, things that were really stood out to me. But before we continue, please remember to follow us on all our social media pages, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, to keep up to date with all our latest announcements for guests, new episodes, artwork reveals, all sorts of bits and pieces, and you'll find them out there. And any polls, we might do some quizzes and stuff on the podcast as well, so please do tune into our social medias. But for now, let's continue with the review on Black Widow. Now, I went to see this film with my very good friend Sean, who, for anyone who's listened to my Directed by Edgar Wright episode, so the 50th episode, uh, you'll know Sean from that. Uh, we love a good Marvel movie, do me and Sean, and we walked away from the film, and we were pleasantly happy with it. We we enjoyed it. There were bits which we thought, mm, yeah, it was, you know, a few bits that could have been cut down, I feel. But overall, the film served as a Marvel movie. It did its job as being a solo movie, but it didn't do the whole origin story of, well, it, it does and it doesn't. So it does the origin story of Natasha Romanoff as Black Widow. Just to warn you guys, this is a spoiler-based episode, so please... If you haven't seen Black Widow, do not listen to the rest of this. Or if you don't mind spoilers, just listen at your own risk. But we start off in Ohio, 1995. And we get to see two young girls, look like sisters. One's got very strange coloured hair, like sort of turquoisey coloured hair, with some bad roots showing in there. And then a, a little sister as well. And we're introduced to these two girls and also Rachel Weiss who plays the character of Melina, and David Harbour, for all you Stranger Things fans out there, he plays a character called Alexei. And they are from Russia, and they've been sent on a mission to do undercover work, live in America to get some intel on what's going on, all based around that conflict of the time, the Cold War, and all the context around about that. I won't bore you too much with the details on that, but basically that is what Alexei and Melina are doing there. They're undercover to collect intel the whole opening sequence of this is very 
it's very strange because you see it's very disturbing because you know you're you're rooting for these these characters so david harbour does a brilliant job as always like he does in stranger things and but i think you get really emotionally attached to the two girls to the two sisters and obviously the two sisters are revealed to be natasha romanoff who is eventually the black widow of the avengers and also her sister yelena belova and she is the character who when we get to the later stages of the film becomes the more i think the more fun part of the film and the saving grace of the film as it were because yeah don't get me wrong this film is scarlett johansson's movie but i do think that florence Pugh. i don't yeah i heard lots of things saying florence Pugh is amazing oh she really does really good in the film i love her character and all loads of people gushing over her and i'm like i bet it's going to be when I get to watch this film, it's going to be a bit underwhelming and a bit rubbish. And I bet all this hype is for nothing. But genuinely, guys, Florence Pugh's performance was really good in this. She was humorous, heartfelt, and genuinely amazing to watch, really. And entertaining because, you know, from the Marvel standpoint of the fight sequences and all the quippy motions in between. You know, it's such a good performance and a well-rounded character created by Florence Pugh um, but like I said her name is Yelena and she is the younger sister of Natasha Romanoff although as we go through this obviously you may know the last names are different so they're not actually related but they were put together in this fake family then along with Rachel Weiss's character Melina and David Harbour's Alexi they return with their intel after being chased down and being hunted down and massive intense chase at the beginning of the film it's a really good start to the film it kind of gives me indiana jones and the temple of doom vibes because of like the chase at the beginning of the film i do get that vibe it's genuine thrill ride from the beginning from start to finish i think that was a good start and then you get the credits and it's like black widow and it's shot kind of in a way presented in like very documentary style because we then see young natasha and yelena being taken away from each other and being taken in to what would be Dracoff's widow program, the Black Widows, and they become Black Widows and trained up for this sort of espionage and undercover work that we are associating with Black Widow and people like her. And the film itself is basically a a strong, hard look at authority figures and corruption, such like most of these kind of films anyway. Looking at the corruption in a big organization and how it is taken away the innocence of young girls and made them into machines essentially made them into these servants to a higher power just to be used as a tool as a means to an end sometimes and we see from Scarlett Johansson basically going against everything and trying to assert herself and bring back the control bring back the control that they all these girls once had and bring back their freedom to free them from the character of Dracoff. Uh, Dracoff is played by Ray Winston. It's one of my downsides to this film. Dracoff is a great, it could be a great maniacal villain, but Ray Winston, I just don't think was the best casting choice. His accent was ever so slightly off. I say ever so slightly, that's me being nice. His accent was very, one moment he sounded Russian, the next minute he went back into sort of being slightly London. Uh, and he just sort of kept going in and out, in and out. And I genuinely don't understand why they picked him. Like, I understand he's got the the physical presence of a crime lord kind of thing. And someone who would be in charge of the Red Room and in charge of the Black Widow unit. But I don't feel like Ray Winston was the right choice. Like, I find it strange. You know, Andy, I think, I don't know, Andy Serkis being cast in his role in Black Panther and 
at first I thought, hmm, maybe, but then you have to think Andy Serkis is quite decent at what he does. But then you got the likes of Ray Winston, who has got that crime lord look to him, very Soprano-like. At the same time, though, he doesn't deliver in terms of the accent, doesn't deliver in terms of the menace as such. He does from time to time, but then, in my opinion, it could have been cast better and his accent wasn't the best. And it really let the side down because everybody else's accents were quite good. And I think a note on the accent, like, it's a very tricky sort of route to go down when you cast people who aren't of that native tongue to speak in an accent that isn't their own. I do feel that Florence Pugh, David Harbour, even Rachel Weiss, they all did a really good job on their accents because with Florence Pugh's accent, the humour that comes out, and especially David Harbour as well, actually, the humorous lines that come out in the film are aided by the accent. It's dry wit and dry humour. It's accelerated by the accent. For instance, one of my highlights for Florence Pugh's performance really was her making fun of Natasha being one of the Avengers. And there's a moment where we see her being very, oh, sort of show off and being cool. And she goes, oh, you know, you, you're one of the Avengers. And basically slagging her off and saying, oh, you do all those superhero poses. You do a landing and you, you look up and it just looks so ridiculous. It's so cringeworthy. And then I think what was really good tonally through the script was when later Yelena goes on to do a superhero landing exactly like Black Widow does. And she looks up, she does the look, and she goes, oh, disgusting. <laughs> she, she doesn't like being that stereotypical superhero but, and doing the all the macho stuff like all publicity and happy, clappy superhero stuff. But at the end of the day, she gave it a try because, you know, she thought it'd be cool to try. But at the end of the day, she still found it very cringeworthy. And I think the way she portrays this character of Yelena, she's the younger sister of Natasha, even though it's not by blood, she is very much the backbone of Natasha, because Natasha is the older one, who's meant to be a bit more wiser. But then she's reminded of who she is and why she does things and her motivation then, because of the loss that she felt when she lost touch with her sister initially and when they were separated as children before they became Black Widow agents. Uh, and back to that just before we continue, actually, is the opening sequence. I find it's very, like, it's not black and white, but it's, like, it's in colour, but it's, like, very shadowy, and it's almost like black and red. And you see clips of these children being corralled into these, like, cages, being taken away, these young girls being taken away from their lives and being turned into these Black Widow agents. I did get that very creepy, eerie... In a way, even though this is Russia, it's not Germany, I got Nazi-like vibes from the way they were being, these young girls were being corralled into these cages, being taken away from their innocence, their youth, that everything was being taken away from them. And that's what the story is about. It's about taking back control. And I suppose that's more relevant than anything. Nowadays, now we are more familiar with topics and discussions that need to be had about abuse and other forms of violence against women and such you know we need to have those conversations and you know there's various protests that go on at least in the area that i've lived in for the majority of my life where you have marches to reclaim the night this film is like reclaiming innocence and the youth and reclaiming that power that they lost when they were younger and i think in a way black widow and Yelena, they come together and they represent that power unit and they do it in such an inspiring way. I'm not a young girl, obviously, so I can't really fully speak for 
young girls, but I would love to say that I think that this film is a great tone setter for anyone who wants a role model to look up to because yeah it shows women to be powerful and strong with all the great qualities that every human should be enjoying wit humor love family and everything and family is something again that's at the heart of this film because although so scarlett johansson and florence Pugh, their characters they're not actually blood sisters but they live together for three years in ohio on this mission with alexia and melina and we really sort of delve deep into Florence Pugh being like, I loved our family. It wasn't real, but I loved it. Because they even took, there's a bit where they look at an album of photos, which they took fake pictures for to act as cover to make out that they were actually a family and they'd had several Christmases together and several birthdays and other parties. But I, I think that's the heart-wrenching bit where you see no matter who your family is, it doesn't matter whether you're related by blood or whether you've just adopted the family family is family at the end of the day and it's something that really hits yelena hard and that's real emotional stuff going on at the core of this film and that's before even any of the other stuff gets going you know you get all the fight sequences like you get in a marvel film it's completely normal you get to experience black widow doing all her stuff all her kick-ass stuff all the like punching kicking all the classic superhero stuff and Florence Pugh's Yelena assisting that. It's great. But then I'd like to sort of bring your attention back to David Harbour. I rate his performance so well. He The accent was decent. It's better than Ray Winston's. Then again, whose wasn't? And then he plays the character of... He was the Red Guardian. So his name is Alexi, but he was known as the Red Guardian. So basically, the he's a super soldier. Uh, the, one of very the only one of his kind i think from his country the russian super soldier counterpart to captain america and there's little jokes like little hints going oh i fought captain america i beat him up and you know we had great fights and he was my nemesis and this is the thing everyone's really questioning but we've never seen red guardian before red guardian has never been in the films Obviously, he's a character from the comics, but we've never seen him in any of the films so far. And he's like, oh, I fought Captain America in the 1980s, but how can you do that? Because he was frozen in the 40s and didn't awake until 2012. So that's something that, obviously, because Steve Rogers in Endgame, bit of a spoiler thing, he goes back in time to return the stones. So who who knows? There could be another, and also with the multiverse happening, there could be another version of Steve Rogers out there or another Captain America that fights Alexi as the Red Guardian in the 1980s in a little spin-off. I mean, there's talks of a Chris Evans return for a Captain America spin-off series, potentially, or maybe even coming back for a film, but definitely a series is a rumour that I've heard. We could get some Red Guardian action of a younger version of David Harbour. I mean, a lot of CGI would have to be used to make him look younger, or you know, lots of shaving, but that could be very interesting to see. And I love how there's so many Captain America motifs in this film. You get to see Taskmaster, who... I won't actually reveal who Taskmaster is, but it looks very robotic, but is a person beneath it. But Taskmaster is very closely connected to Dracoff. If anyone sees the film, you'll know who it is. But I think Taskmaster has so many, like... Because they analyze and watch footage of all the avengers and natasha herself and everything so analyzing their fight techniques and you see several movements that are so much like captain america taskmaster has their own shield and they do stuff like captain america and then you get the likes of david harbour doing the same fighting back trying to fit into his little suit that's something else i love the moment where david harbour tries to fit into this super suit as it were this red guardian suit and he's like it still fits <laughs> it's just really fun 
and that's at the end of the day black widow that's what it is it's emotional but it's also fun at the same time he has just as many quips as florence Pugh. but at the end of the day i think that you've got a really good cast there rachel vice is like the cherry on top along with our main trio i'd say because you've got david harbour florence Pugh, scarlett johansson and then obviously melina played by rachel vice they as a quartet are brilliant it's a shame that natasha is no longer with us in the mcu beyond flashbacks and stuff but then again there could be another version of her with the multiverse impending with the what if series and the multiverse of madness with doctor strange and all the rumors of spider-man all three of them coming together we could get another natasha back and we could see a reunion of some kind with red guardian and her sister and melina and it would be just a really interesting thing and dynamic to look at now like i said i've highlighted florence Pugh, the emotional beginning of the children being taken away at the opening of the film Drakeoff, terrible accent but he, you have to have a villain somewhere but that's my only real flaw with this and i also thought he was a bit flimsy as a villain taskmaster had much more sort of emotional backstory behind them Drakeoff is just your classic villain that you just you want to hate you want to kill them you just want to get rid of them and in the end of the day that's what natasha's target is i would say though that this film it's called black widow and it's about the widows and re reclaiming the widows reclaiming the rights of these young women and making them back into the people they used to be into human beings rather than just servants to a higher power but at the end of the day widow is in the title but this film it was more about the family of the black of black widow and her surrounding family yeah i got more from david harbour i got more from florence Pugh. florence Pugh was probably the lead character really to be honest they could have called it yelena and the widows not a great title but they could have called it that and i think it would have worked just as well because or they could have just called it the widows and that would have been fine but that might get confusing because of the film or tv series widows <laughs> but i think it's, it's another Mad Max Fury Road kind of thing, because Mad Max Fury Road, I have this big issue with it, because it's all about Furioso, played by Shalise Firon. She's much more of a main character than Tom Hardy ever will be. And I think the although Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh share the screen so much, and they do act as a partnership, I do think Pugh does steal the film from underneath Scarlett johansson's face and at the end of the day this is like an extended flashback and i was going to mention again you could have put this after directly after endgame like they planned which obviously with covid you couldn't and actors is like oh here's a little thing send off for black widow one last hurrah for her but at the same time i think you could have much more i don't know you could have put her in the middle of the, like between because the film that's the other thing because yelena has this jacket with all these this vest thing that has all these pockets and if you notice for anyone spoilers ahead again this is the same vest that natasha wears in infinity war and we see at the beginning of the film she's looking at a bottle of peroxide blonde hair dye and she's gonna dye her hair blonde and she does dye her hair blonde by the end of it because this links directly into infinity war and she you know florence Pugh's character and Yelena gives her the vest because she likes it, because she likes the pockets, and she gives it to her by the end of the film, and she takes it forward into the next film. And we see the jet that Steve Rogers, Captain America, and Black Widow, they have together where they meet up with Vision and Wanda in Scotland in the beginning of Infinity War. We see all those little bits that link up so well to the rest of the MCU. It really feels odd that this is considered part of Phase 4, even without COVID. It's bizarre, but i don't know it's it's like a last hurrah for black widow that's what i say um other things as well 
the character of Mason, played by O.T. Fagmanel. Uh, he was an interesting little addition. He kind of felt a little bit, like, randomly there. He was, like, not a boyfriend, but, like, little friend of Black Widow. I, I, I feel like he was just there as tech support, really. He was there at the beginning, he was there at the end. Nice little bookend, really, I suppose, for her. But I don't think he was 100% needed, but interesting, you know, just to have some sort of extra friendship that's outside the Avengers that's not Bruce Banner. But yeah, that's sort of my opinion on that. And the links to Infinity War was really good. And the opening sequence, again, like I said, is heartbreaking. At the end of the day, Black Widow could have been easily slotted into Phase 3. But then the end credit scene, the post credit scene, so spoilers ahead again, guys, for anyone who hasn't seen it, but the post credit scene, we get to see uh, the, the character of Valentina, uh, who we see, if for anyone who's watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you'll know her from recruiting John Walker from that show. Uh, she's seen as this shady part of, like, ground-level baddie for the MCU, which isn't a big, like, Thanos-sized bad person. You've got someone who's on like the ground level who's i think look, there's theories that she's going to collate her own avengers and make her own team so you've got john walker as like the american agent or whatever he is whatever he's called uh and like so fake captain america and she's there with florence Pugh at the end staring at natasha romanoff's grave looking at her grave in the moments after endgame and then we get this connection that she's gonna go off and attack hawkeye because he's responsible for the death of Natasha. I don't know, it's very interesting to see where that's going to go. I, and obviously I think Florence Pugh has been confirmed to be in Hawkeye, in the TV series Hawkeye in the Disney Plus show. So I'm interested to see how that turns out. But I think really the the film Black Widow it is a swan song for Natasha Romanoff, but the Florence Pugh steals the show. That's what she does. I enjoyed it from start to finish. It was heartwarming, heartbreaking, emotional, funny, and just a generally enjoyable watch, really, because I can't really say... I You can't compare Black Widow to the likes of Infinity War and Endgame because they're on a completely different scale. But as a solo movie, I enjoyed it. I, I think it's up there with the Spider-Man films for me because I enjoy the Spider-Man films a lot, especially the Tom Holland ones recently. I have enjoyed them. And Guardians of the Galaxy is a team thing, but I've enjoyed them. And I like when you get different characters to mix together and you get anti-heroes becoming heroes. And that's something I want to see where they take Yelena in the future. I want to see if Yelena has like a little bit of a doubt in herself that, oh, am I going to be like an Avenger like my sister was? Or am I going to choose to go with fake Captain America <laughs> at the end of the day and go off with this band of anti-heroes and that's all I have to say really on Black Widow it was an enjoyable film and from start to finish it was a Marvel movie at the end of the day anybody who wants to watch it by all means catch it where you can be in cinemas or if you are going to watch it on Disney Plus or when it comes out on home release watch it if you're a Marvel fan I think you'll enjoy it and I think it does serve as a good send-off for Natasha because at the end of the day, we got her heartbreaking death at the end of Endgame or the middle of it. But we don't really get that payoff of goodbye Black Widow. But this I kind of, even though it's all in flashback and it could have been part of Phase 3, I think we do get that goodbye in the end. So, four stars for Black Widow. Florence Pugh was great. David Harbour, just as good. And Ray Winston, never do a Russian accent again. <laughs> never, ever do it again. Right, so that's going to be the end to this episode now, guys, uh, on my review of Black Widow. Quick little note, 
I hate to sort of bring this up at the last minute, but this is going to be the last episode of the podcast for about a month or so. Um, I will be continuing to record episodes, but I am going on a little bit of a break over the summer period before we get into September. Like I said, I am going to keep recording episodes, but I won't be releasing them until maybe the end, of, middle to end of September, maybe October time when we come to Halloween season potentially. But it probably will be the end of September that you will next see some episodes from me. But I wanted to take an extended little break because whilst I will still be working on the podcast, I wanted to sort of give you guys a little bit of a break be able to catch up on all the older episodes especially the decade series because i worked so hard on that one i really enjoyed that so if you haven't checked that one out please do and then at the same time as well just enjoy the podcast episodes that are out already because i'm so happy that it's been one year of the podcast as well and i've enjoyed every single minute of it and i cannot wait to bring you more and more content as we go forward into this new year so as we get closer to 2022 and as more films come to your streaming services or come to the cinemas again as well i look forward to reviewing them discussing them and there will be just as many guests as there has been so far on the podcast but yeah this is not goodbye forever this is just a temporary little stopgap, and i look forward to seeing you on the next episode of take 97 a film podcast with me your host david ingram and i'm yeah, I'm so happy to sort of keep doing these and thank you so much to everyone who keeps listening to these and I look forward to seeing you in the next load of episodes which will be debuting in from when these are recorded and originally released. They'll be released in September, hopefully, end of September, middle of. So I'll see you then, guys. So for now, that's a wrap on Take 97, a film podcast, the Black Widow review, and I shall catch you next time, guys. See you later.